What's up, Central Illinois? Derek Hayden here. Garrett and I love sharing all the awesome stories about our Central Illinois business leaders. We want to make sure our Central Illinois businesses are protected so we can continue to share all these great stories. That's why you should consider another great Central Illinois company, Pekin Insurance, for your business insurance needs. That's right. You can get all the commercial insurance coverages that your company needs from an excellent insurance company headquartered right here in Pekin, Illinois. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important to you, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about their commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. You can also contact your favorite podcast host, Garrett, or myself, Derek, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Welcome to the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, where business owners, thought leaders, and community champions from across Central Illinois come to share their story. The Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Anything less would be uncivilized. What's up, Central Illinois? I'm Derek Hayden. I'm here with Garrett Omer. We are your hosts for the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, powered by Zambu. Zambu is a delicious grapefruit oral wildberry vodka-based spirit infused with a Brazilian buzz button. It's smooth, tasty, and leaves you with a signature tingle. Learn more at ZambuLiquors.com. Zambu, taste the tingle. All right, Central Illinois, today's guest is the owner of Van House LLC Property Management Company owner of Focused Forward Divorce Coaching and owner of Muse Art Gallery in Morton, Illinois. Ladies and gents of Central Illinois, please welcome Katie Vandenberg. How are you doing, Katie? I am great. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, we, we appreciate yeah. you jumping on here with us. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're excited to hear your story because it looks like you've got a few entrepreneurial ventures going on. And uh, I know some of them um, are a little newer and more unique than some of the ones we've, we've heard in the past. So we're excited to hear your story, but before we do, Katie, I'm going to kick it to Garrett and take you through the speed round. Yeah. Right. It sounds like you, my guess is you've probably prepared a little bit already for this because it sounds like <laughs> you've listened to a few of the episodes. So sounds like there's a little cheating going on. So I don't know that we can <laughs> offer the million dollar prize if you uh, these all under 60 seconds. So, okay. <laughs> all right. First concert that you ever attended. I think it's you too. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Pretty I was trying to think back, but yeah, pretty sure it's you too. And it was awesome. <laughs> All right. Your favorite movie? Amelie. It's a French movie. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Favorite ice cream flavor? Um, anything that's like a sea salt caramel. All right. Are you an iPhone or Android person? Android. Boo. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> favorite social media platform? Mm -hmm. Probably Instagram. I mean, like we we're talking, like I, it's just so great for connecting. It's really easy to find people that I want to and connect with them on a real level. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. seems like that's becoming a more um, famous answer too. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, last but not least, why central Illinois? So I grew up here. My family's here. I moved away for a little bit and I just, it's, it's such an easy place to do things. It's such an easy place to grow and thrive and, and have my family right here. So I really, you know, it, it's really beautiful in, in its own way. So that's why I'm here. Awesome. And so you're originally from the Morton Peoria area. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I grew up in, I went to graduate from Morton high school. Um, my grandparents went to Morton high school. My parents did. So yeah, cool. uh, my husband is from Chicago. So we have some fresh blood that we brought in, but yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thanks, Katie. Well, we already know where you're from then, but if you could also tell our, our followers your story of where you started, how you got to where you are now and what you're doing now and anything in between that you feel comfortable sharing. Absolutely. Awesome. So yeah, I will start back from when I was about 16, which I know it sounds like that's a lot, but that's a very key point. So I worked at a coffee shop when I was 16 and I cool. loved my job, just loved it. And in the downtime, I would sit there and think, how, what would I, yeah, I want a coffee shop. What would I do differently here? What would I change? How would I grow this? This could be so much more robust. And I, so I thought my retirement, I'm going to open a coffee shop in retirement when I'm 65. And so I went to college, I went to Colorado state. I got a degree in economics, moved home, um, got a really a wonderful job. I loved in banking. I was doing lending and I loved it. It was just a great place to work. And I was married at the time. And we found this house. This house came up for sale in Morton. And it was this adorable eight, built in 1860 house with just all the original charm. And I'm 24 years old. And I thought, that's the coffee shop. I mean, I'm going to have to go for this right now. I'm not 65. I'm not retired. Um, so we bought the house, totally fixed it up, did everything to it and turned it into Eli's coffee shop, which is Ooh. still, I'm drinking Eli's right now, actually. It's still awesome. in existence. Wow. Um, the key part of that is that was actually kind of the catalyst that caused a, my divorce from my first husband. It was just kind of brought everything to light, things that maybe we had been ignoring, pushing aside. So here I am, 24 years old. I've got a full-time busy bank job, starting a new business, going through a divorce, kind of crazy, you know, a lot going on. I ended up living above the coffee shop, um, ended up meeting my husband, Ben, there. He was a teacher at Morton Junior High, and he would come into great paper. So met him, fell in love. We've been married almost 15 years now. And, um, we decided we wanted to buy a house, but he's a new teacher. I own a new business. We're broke, obviously. So the only way we could do that was a house hack. And which is where you buy like a duplex and you live in one side, you rent out the other. So we did that. And that was our first foray into rental ownership. So we did that. We had our son Finley, who's now 12 and, um, ended up buying another triplex in that time because we realized how valuable investment property was. And we wanted to have another baby and I, but I did not want to keep running Eli's by then I quit my bank job and of course. And so I did not want to keep running a coffee shop with, with these children. It's way, way too much. It's so much work. So one of my wonderful longtime employees bought in to Eli's. She bought majority ownership. We had another child. So I stepped way out of Eli's. We still owned a little tiny bit, but we used that money to buy more rental property at that point. So we really quickly grew and up to, I think, gosh, maybe 40 units by that point, something like that. Wow. We bought a lot with it, which was good. Um, meanwhile, I was having people coming to me asking me, how do I get through my divorce? They knew I had been through one and they knew that they knew me, they could trust me and I would could help them through it. And it got to the point where I was sitting in a law office with this friend and she's crying next to me and I'm talking to the lawyer and having to help her get through it. And I thought, why is this not a business? Like we have wedding planners that make thousands of dollars that people spend thousands of dollars with them and everything else for their wedding days, but nobody's really paying attention to divorce. And there's so many bigger repercussions to the divorce process if it's not done well. And so I looked into it and sure enough, like in the big cities on the coast, there are divorce coaches and there is a certification program. So I looked into it and found a really good one that was um, certified by the International Coaching Federation, you know, very legit, did that and became a certified divorce coach amongst all of that. And then since then we bought um, these buildings that I'm in right now, it's 
what we call Muse. So it's a combination art gallery. It's my office space. It's my husband's studio and kind of where we, it's our hub, where we run everything out of right now. So that's where, hopefully I did that quick enough. It's kind of a lot. That was great. That is <laughs> that is awesome. quite a story to, to share in that short amount of time. So yeah. wow. So you've had a lot of experience, it sounds like, in a fairly short amount of time. Um, so yeah. I'll start off kind of where, where you started on the coffee shop. So you said that was how many years ago, approximately that you started? Eli's is turning 18 this year. So it's, it'll, it's been 18 years now. Awesome. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. (laughs) And they have four locations plus their own little hub now. So they've really grown the business. Yeah. That's great. great. That's great. Yeah. So you just felt like, you know, obviously you said it was a a longer term goal for you maybe, but you just felt like there was something that needed to happen then. As a young entrepreneur, because I know we have some younger entrepreneurs here that yeah. they just don't know where to start or they have an idea. They don't know where to how to you know bring it into fruition. What was the first step you took? Obviously, I think you bought the house, but mm-hmm. um, what was one of the first steps you took to actually just go get it, chase your dreams and open a coffee, sh- a coffee shop? Um, I think I had had so much experience like because I'd worked for one. So I really knew already kind of what it took. Okay. So I think having already immersed myself in that experience, I knew what worked and what didn't work already. I also had a backup plan. I had a a really decent, and not really, that was was amazing, but a decent job at a bank that I knew I could always work there if I had to. So knowing that I had that fallback was such a release to just do whatever I wanted it to do and just have fun. I mean, I truly opened up Eli's as a hobby. I mean, it was just for fun and it turned into this amazing business. And so I think having a backup plan so that it's not like, oh my gosh, I have to make it. If I don't do it, this is going to be horrible. I'm going to bankrupt myself. That adds so much stress. So having a backup plan in place really relieves people to just go after their dreams, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very true. You know, you, you said you had experience going in. Obviously, you worked at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've heard some um, uh, other podcasters talk about, and actually Gary V, if anybody's a Gary V follower, he talks about finding someone to work for, for free. Like if, yeah. you, if there's something that you want, you feel like you want to get into. And I know working for free, doesn't work for everybody. Obviously that's, it's, <laughs> that's a tough thing to do, especially sure. in today's world where everything's so expensive, but the experience of learning from somebody else, which you had the opportunity to do when you were 16 mm-hmm. and using that to create your own idea um, that's something I think, I think that's a concept that any entrepreneur can use, especially as you're younger. Um, you know, you may not have as many, uh, I want to say priorities going on. Um, there's mm-hmm. the opportunity to learn from someone who's done it before and then yeah, apply absolutely. that to, you know, maybe work for them for three months, six months, a year, and then use what you've learned to your advantage. So I think that's a, yeah. one of the things you just said, Katie, that sounds like it was a big boost to you. So it was huge. I mean, I knew where to order things from and every, I mean, everything I knew about how much things cost. So I really could really do a lot of planning in my spare time before I even bought the house and began dumping money into it, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you knew a lot about coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Also or into, you know, buying rentals and property management. Did you have any clue or background or know of anybody in, in, you know, that was into rentals or property management before you kind of started to dive that way? Um, so my, my parent, my dad and my mom were both entrepreneurial spirited people. And okay. I, my dad had a few rentals. I don't think I'd ever really talked to him much about it as a kid. Um, and actually looking back, I forgot my husband, my first husband and I had owned one rental property too, but it was, so I had dabbled in it a little bit. I also 
college, I invested really heavily in the stock market. It was during the dot-com boom. So I'm pretty open to risk. And so like it, it was okay. Like it, it was okay with taking some risk on things. And I always felt like rental properties, I mean, they're just really safe rentals. I mean, I mean investments because it's a piece of property and you can just sell it if you have to. Sure. Um, and so it's a great investment. So I don't know if I had a ton of experience from people, but I felt pretty confident going into it, I guess, but maybe you know, blind optimism. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the one, the one concept you talked about was you bought a duplex, lived in one side and rented the other side out. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. So that's a concept. I listened to a podcast, Chris Crone. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with Chris Crone. Mm-hmm. He lives in Utah. Okay. And he talks about actually he and his wife got married young and they did the exact same thing. They, yeah. they didn't have much money. They were you know, just starting out and they bought a duplex, you know, and their mortgage was paid for by the rent. So they were mm-hmm. living, you know, essentially cost-free mm-hmm. minus taxes and that type of stuff um, on, you know, in their new house. Yeah. And so that's when it kind of clicked for him, like, Hey, this real estate thing could be a growth opportunity. And now he has a big, you know, podcast about real estate. And so I like to follow him just because it's a refreshing point of view, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Garrett and I talk about this a lot. Um, there's a book that uh, Garrett, I don't know if you've read it yet, or you're starting to read it. Um, rich dad, poor dad, oh, yeah. about halfway through. Okay. Yeah. So by Robert Kiyosaki, and he talks about, you know, the process right. and mentality of, you know, a lot of people save, 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 instead of investing into Mm -hmm. things that are going to grow wealth and build in value. And definitely. Yeah. And I, it sounds like Katie, you are exactly the mindset of what that books talks about of, you know, building wealth in a non-traditional, I don't say non-traditional because real estate's common, but the, the mindset's not traditional. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that want to live in a duplex. I mean, and like live there and rent to somebody that it takes a little bit of yeah, it has its moments. So <laughs> I'll say that, but you can look past yeah. it. And, you know, when you get your rent check, it kind of makes it all worth it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was a huge catalyst for us for growing. Definitely. Very nice. Yeah. So you own multiple units right now. Um, you say 40 units. Is that where you're at at this point? Right now it's 43 after these 43. two commercial buildings we just bought, okay. I think. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So do you own all those units? So as the property manager, do you manage mm-hmm. any other properties or do you no. just own? Okay. No, this is, this is enough to manage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We own and manage though, all of our own. So we don't Very hire nice. out a manager or anything like that. So I handle all the bookkeeping and things like that. My husband is replacing toilets and fixing doorknobs and things like that. So we truly are like hands-on. hands-on. We do as much as we can with it. Yeah. Yeah. And is that That's all in the great. Morton area? What type of radius are, are the properties in? Correct. Yeah. So our commercial buildings are right here in Morton. Most of our apartments are in Peoria, though, centrally okay. located off of like Sterling and Forest Hill area. Oh, cool. um, so, yeah. And in fact, we have th- uh, 33 units all right next door to each other. So they're all very close, which is really awesome. nice. Makes it really easy to manage that way then. Yeah. yeah. So what's your ratio of like single family homes versus multi unit. Oh, it's mostly multifamily. I think okay. we only, we have the original duplex that we lived in. We have a triplex over by Bradley, two single family homes by Bradley, and then the rest are all multifamily. And okay. then we still own the house that Morton Eli's is in. So we actually rent okay. back to them now too. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So as you are, and I don't know if you have plans to expand, but as you were expanding, mm-hmm. did you purchase those units? Um, and invest into them like, uh, you know, 
what they the burr method i guess that what's the buy oh, renovate buy, yeah yeah do, have you renovated no, those or were they turnkey ready to go they were more turnkey i would say we've had to do some things we, we've tried to improve especially the most recent 13 unit we did have to do a lot to try to get that up to better standards i felt like the last owners it had kind of let it go pretty bad um, but we bought it because it was right next door to our other building. Sure. I mean, just convenience and to kind of control the the quality of the neighborhood and things like that and keep it at a good level. We really wanted to have that over it. So um, that one has been more challenging because the previous owners had let it go so much. Okay. Um, yep. Whereas our 20 unit, but we bought it from a lady who took really good care of it. So oh, nice. um, yeah, the triplex over by Bradley, we did a lot to it. Uh, we actually rent that a lot on Airbnb and short-term oh, rentals. Cool. Um, yeah. which is, is interesting. Um, we've done a lot more to that just to get it up to, cause it used to be college housing. So you can imagine okay. like the difference. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice. But not a, not a ton. We, I don't like, I really like to pay down debt. Like I don't want to be, you know, mortgaging everything just to keep buying. Like, I don't, sure. I don't like that feeling. It doesn't feel good to me. Sure. I'd rather just have everything making money under control as best as possible. Right. So sure. yeah. Understood. Yeah. So we'll take another step back. We talked a little okay. bit about as you're going through your divorce and then you're remarried, but you were with a friend in an attorney's office and <laughs> going back to that time of, you know, why isn't there someone out there to help people through this situation? They've yeah. just gone through a divorce or going through a divorce and there's no one to guide them. Obviously there's, you know, attorneys and all that stuff on the legal side, but there's not much coaching from the sounds of it, of, you know, helping people cope with the situation. So on the business side, you, I, you know, this is a great learning opportunity. You identified on the business mm -hmm. side, a, a need in the marketplace. So right. tell us a little bit about, you know, you identified that, Hey, I could do this. I can really help people. I've got, you know, I've gone through it myself and I can help people through it. Tell us about kind of the steps you took developing mm -hmm. Your, your business or your, your uh, divorce coaching business? Yeah, this was different because it was not unlike anything I had ever done before. Everything else I've sold a product, either coffee yeah. or housing or something or bank loans. You know, I've had a tangible thing to give somebody where this is like, I'm just going to help you <laughs> and you need to trust me and this is going to work and everything's <laughs> going to be fine. And so, and also trying to navigate that in a dignified way for people because I didn't want people ever to look at me and think, oh, she just, she's, supporting and promoting divorce, you know, what a horrible person, because it's a, it's a fine line to walk. So I, um, I really did a lot of research, actually, I spoke to other divorce coaches in Chicago and around the country and just kind of asked them what it was like, you know, what, what worked, what didn't work. And then I actually just kind of did Facebook polls of people, of people I knew. And I said, Hey, if you've been through a divorce, I've got questions for you. I had to like lead in the like, Ben and I are not getting a divorce because you know, sure. we're in Morton. It's a small town. We actually had yeah, a couple sure. of people think that we were. So I had to like disclaimer. Um, sure. But if you've been through a divorce, I have questions, you know, here's a $5 Eli's gift card. I have questions for you. And you know, would this have been helpful? This is what I'm thinking and got really good feedback from people almost everybody said, yeah, where were you? I wish that you could have helped me with this because you really don't know what you were doing in those moments. And you were kind of blindly trusting an attorney that you just got as a, a reference from another friend or maybe off of Google. And sure. not every attorney is going to be, they might be great for one person, but not good for the, your, your situation. And so you really have to know what you're doing. And so helping people navigate that whole scenario and, and people just resoundingly said, yes, we, I, we needed this. So, yeah. So, so you actually 
by taking action and asking the marketplace if it seemed like a viable option and getting that feedback from you know friends and other mm-hmm. people that's how you identified that yes this could actually be something that i can do mm-hmm. yes yeah. exactly yes it was a good way to do that yeah wow. now is that something that you stay local with or do you have like a demographic radius <laughs> that you operate with that out of so that's actually a, a fun question because I have clients all the way from North Carolina to South Dakota to Arizona, oh, wow. <laughs> everywhere, Texas. So yeah. I can help anyone anywhere. Okay. I mean, divorce is pretty much the same. I mean, yeah, there's nuances to the laws, but I'm not actually dealing, I'm not guiding anyone as a lawyer. And I'm very much clear, like, hey, you need to get a lawyer to ask these questions, but I help them develop those questions so that it's really clear so they can get the answers that they need from their lawyers. So I can help people anywhere. I do really love helping people locally because I know every the right people. I know the people kind of to stay away from. I know just exactly who to help or how to help people the best. Um, but I, you know, having somebody in Arizona or South Dakota is kind of a unique challenge. And it's fun to get somebody through that still really well and not have any personal connections out there is really cool. So, yeah. Well, I've got your website pulled up, Katie, and it's katievandenberg.com, uh, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So yeah, there it just kind of explains your process and, and who the, the people are that you work with and one thing that I see is you have a free guide, um, mm-hmm. five divorce myths stopping you in your tracks. Yeah. Um, so even if people aren't working with you, you're, you're a resource to people who might need, you know, some mm-hmm. more information and are going through a difficult time. So it sounds like you've, that's kind of, you know, I hate to say on the business side of it, that's kind of your lead generator is, mm-hmm. Hey, I can help you. And even if mm-hmm. I can't help you, here's some free information. Yeah, definitely. There, I have found consistently there are these five divorce myths that are truly stopping people from starting the process. And if that was just clear for them, they would start in a heartbeat. But they are told by maybe their spouses, maybe a mother in law, maybe a friend who doesn't believe in divorce. They're told these myths and it holds them back. And they're in these miserable marriages and they're scared and they don't know who else to talk to. So I feel like by busting those myths, it empowers people to at least take the next step forward for them. Sure. So what does it look like if, if someone were wanting to work with you, Katie, they, you know, they, they're approaching this difficult time. They're looking for someone. What does the process look like with you? Yeah. So I love to get people at the very beginning. I would rather help them from the get-go and get with the right attorney from the start. It's a lot easier to have a good process that way, but I can help people later on. I've helped people re, you know, reroute if we have to. But they, I do free consults. So if somebody is thinking about it, you know, zero judgment. I've, I've heard it all, believe me. I've heard everything. So I don't care why you found yourself in this situation, but they can call me or text me and we can set up a free consult. And from there we decide, is this a good fit to work together? Are you even ready to start? You might not be ready to start for whatever reason, or yeah, we're ready to start today or tomorrow. So from there, then um, they can hire me. I currently right now only have a one-on-one working together option, but I am actually in the process of creating a course. So you could buy the course if you're like, I'm not quite ready, but I'd really like to understand the process in full, you know, but not, I'm not really ready to file yet. They could buy my course and have full access to it and then start their divorce when they're ready so that they Mm -hmm. really have a clear picture, but they're not held to any timelines or constraints or anything like that, like with my schedule. So working on that actively, and hopefully that will be done maybe in like four to six weeks. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah. So we'll, I'm really we'll excited about that. We'll call you in four to six weeks. And if it's not happened, we're going to make it. <laughs> so is that um, something that, that the course will be on your website then that they'll have access to it and roll through it that way? I'm looking into different um, course hosting platforms. I think I found one, but it would be found through my website and then purchased gotcha. through there and then it would take them to that. So cool. yeah, it's been a really fun process to kind of put it all together. And really it's all the same process. And so it's like for people that maybe need a little bit more affordable option than paying for me one-on-one, they can get through it at their own pace. Some people are just so private. They don't even want to talk to me about it. And so that way cool. they can get all the same information very privately and they can just do what they need to do then. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, good. So it sounds like you were not busy enough through 43 <laughs> properties, <laughs> helping individuals go through a tough time with divorce that you've got an art gallery as well. Yeah. So my husband and I are both artists. I do pottery and I love it. And he does um, sculpture, like welded, big sculpture art type things. And um, we just needed a space, like an outlet. So my studio is actually at our house, but his, I mean, you can imagine making sculptures. We kind of ran out of space at home for him. I mean, our, we put a park in our garage. So we needed something like that for him. And then my mom is an oil painter. So she rents space from us. And the space is really cool because it was a photography studio before. So we redid a lot, but we rent to photographers. So I've got a couple of photographers that rent rooms from us. And we have a massage therapist here too. Um, but we also have a photography studio. And so the photographers who rent rooms from us can use the studio as part of their rental agreement, but other photographers who don't have studio space can come in and we've got lights and background backdrops and, you know, really beautiful window back there, natural light for them. And they can rent it and bring their clients here. And it's a very professional space for them with bathroom and wheelchair accessible and all that sort of stuff. So any photographer, anybody can rent it for that need if they want to just for an hour or half day or whatever they want. That's super cool. That and that's awesome. becoming more popular in today's world, like the co-working spaces and yeah. Mm-hmm. And um people are so remote at this point in time that mm-hmm. they may not have a an actual office or a space to work in. So you solving that problem again. Yeah. It just sounds like you're good at solving problems. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Seems like yeah, it's go- it's working okay so far. So yeah. But I just I found that it's like surrounding myself with the things that I need seems to work really well. So yeah. Great. So your art, um, tell us how you uh where you sell it, what type of art you work on. Um, obviously the, I'm interested in learning. The welding, the the yeah. sculpture welding. That's yeah. Where does where does he sell those to, or who uses those? So tell us a little bit yeah. about that. What type of sculptures? I'm interested. Mm, in I wish I had one close by, but I don't. But um, he does a variety. He makes a lot of cool lamps, like okay. Okay. Um, very industrial looking lamps and things like that. So we love Door County, Wisconsin, and so my I have a gallery up there that I send my pottery to, and they just do an amazing job selling it, which cool. is fantastic. And he found another gallery up there that will take his lamps and sculptures and things. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess what was the question you were just asking about? <laughs> like the what, art? What? Yeah, what type of art and how you yeah. sell it? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much up there. Um, I do just, I'm really into nature and hikes and, and showing off what you can find on the hikes, like the really tiny, you know, the moss and the lichen and the mushrooms and all these little things part of nature that make up such a big part of nature that often get overlooked. And so that is my focus with my pottery, his sculptures. I mean, he, we have these huge leaves in our front yard actually at home that are really cool. So he does a variety of things. Um, we've been really busy with rental stuff lately and even just buying this muse building took a ton of man hours out of him, especially. So he's just now kind of after about a year, getting back into making sculptures again and things like that, because he's been so busy with everything else lately. 
Gotcha. Very cool. So I've got your website for Muse pulled up as mm-hmm. well. So it's musemorton.com. Yeah. And it has information about the resident photography opportunities and mm-hmm. um, just talks about some of the art and the space. So for all you listeners, if you want to learn more, especially if you're in the Morton Peoria area and you're a photographer or an artist wanting to mm-hmm. uh, meet up with Katie or maybe use their space, musemorton.com is the place to go. So thank you. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, so the um, all in all, you are a woman of many talents. You <laughs> divorce coach, artist, property manager, prior coffee shop starter, business owner. <laughs> so if, if people are listening and or I, there are people listening for the people listening, I guess <laughs> I should say, what information would you like to share as someone who has been able to successfully start and grow multiple businesses? What information and what tips would you want to share with any listeners out there? So I think my favorite thing, and I I know I read this somewhere, I don't remember where I read it, but it really resonated with me. And I was like, that's what I do is just to follow your curiosity. Because I mean, that was what I was doing in the coffee shop when I was 16. I'm like, what would it look like if I did this? Or what would it look like if if this owner would do this differently? You know, this place would be so much busier. Or, you know, when my husband and I were ready to buy a house, like, well, we can't afford this, but what would it look like if we did this? And so I really tend to just dive in and start researching things because often it's a lot easier than it feels like it would be like one. It just takes, a, there's just some, you know, barriers. And like, once you can cross those or kind of figure them out, it's really not too hard to do things. Um, I feel like, I mean, I, I'm sure there's exceptions, but it seems like it just takes something to start and being curious about something and your curiosity might lead you in different ways. You might not end up in the spot you thought you were going to start. I never thought I was going to be a divorce coach. <laughs> like this is not my plan, but people were asking me, you know, for help. And I thought, okay, well, what would it look like for me to go with them to their attorney? Is that even okay? And it ended up being okay. And it led to something. So just following that, I think is such a huge way to make um, strides and open doors for yourself. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I th- you hear a lot of people who have ideas and, and they just don't know where to start. I think the moral of your story, Katie, is not everybody knows where to start. And most mm-hmm. people Go don't on. know where to start. You just got to start. Mm-hmm. and yeah. do some research and identify, you know, what you can do and just take the step. Mm-hmm. Like. Absolutely. Yes. It can feel overwhelming. And it's like that with the divorces too. And that's why people don't start because they look at this big picture of what do I have to do? All you have to, you know, you just have to start. You got to call an attorney. You got to call me. You know, you have to just start calling people and getting your questions answered and suddenly it all starts to fall into place. But I think that's exactly how it is for divorce too, for people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely sounds like there's a lot of commonalities. I think, you know, for mm-hmm. most people that start a business, it's, it's fear of, you know, failure or fear of what everybody else is going to think, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I would say, you know, open starting a business or, you know, starting the process of going through a divorce. There's a lot of commonalities in that. So hundred percent. Yes. Especially what you said about fear, fear of what people will think that is a huge hold, a hold up for people with divorce. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Great. So Katie, before we hop off of here, any last things that you want to share about any of your businesses um, before we hop off? And then if you could wrap up by telling everybody how they can contact you and reach out. Yeah, I think we've covered everything really well (laughs) with my businesses. So thank you. And yeah, Yeah. people can contact me through my website, katievandenberg.com. That's usually the best way, or they can find me on social media, 
which is at focusedforwardllc.com or not.com, but on Instagram or Facebook at focusedforwardllc. And they can send me a direct message there. I always respond and happy to, it doesn't bother me if they have questions and even little questions I'm happy to answer um, over messaging like that too. So yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks for sharing your story, Katie. It's been uh, refreshing to, to hear your, <laughs> your, how you shared or use your unique experience to help others. So um, Thank awesome. you. Thanks and, for having me. Yes. And thanks for your support on social media for the podcast as well. So yes, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I want to try some of that Zambu. I'm, I'm intrigued by what that is. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. We might be able to hook you up with some. That's awesome. We know a guy. <laughs> yeah, we know a guy. <laughs> Love it. For thanks, all you guys. listeners out Yes. For all you listeners, make sure you subscribe to the CIBL podcast on your favorite podcast platform. While you're there, please give us a quick review. You can also find us on social media and connect with Garrett and I personally there as well, mainly on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next next time, Katie, you've officially been civilized. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. for coming on the show, Katie. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CIBL podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It's the civilized thing to do.